on the advice of their lawyers and also their doctors. Off the Perch podcast would like to inform all listeners that the opinions expressed in these recordings are solely personal and do not reflect the views of any organizations they are associated with. As such, if you are offended by any content herein, please contact Off the Perch directly and they will be addressed live on the next show. guys welcome back to uh episode 69 plus two of off the perch are we just gonna do that every week 69? yeah yeah it's gotta be 69 we were supposed to stop there and we didn't and we i mean we did for a very long period of time we did we did larissa was very disappointed that we didn't end at number 69 <laughs> <laughs> sorry larissa this the show goes on yes uh it's steve it's chris mom naimi patrick <laughs> Back. We, we have yet another Patrick, which we will get to. Uh, but uh, what, what does that bring us up now? Patrick, pack number six, seven. I mean, it all depends which ones you count, which ones you don't. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, some Pat, I feel like counts because he's part of the lore, but doesn't count because <laughs> no one has ever seen him. True. 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 <laughs> we'll get we'll get to the the, the Pat announcement later. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, Kansas City that did not go to plan. No, it didn't. I mean, it, it, it's like no, but there's there's a huge, huge but, which is that like we didn't lose the game because we were terrible. Like we lost the game because of two sort of freak individual uh, mistakes. Um, and he, I mean, the handball. I don't even know if you go so far as to say it was a mistake like that basically was out of the chris armis handbook of like just kick the ball <laughs> up into the guy's arm um <laughs> which makes it even more irritating i suppose but i mean like I, I, I don't know about you guys watching the game were you guys both there yes yeah yeah so i mean watching on tv with like sort of the wider scope of uh, of the camera angle like it was very clear to me that there was uh you know a plan that has not existed for some time like steps in the right direction for sure yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, for sure I, I thought we looked great in the first half um i unfortunately missed the only goal that we scored because i was hanging out in the smoking section by gate d uh, um so they they scored too fast uh, <laughs> i wasn't able to just run down into the pit like i normally do but uh yeah but i thought we looked great in the first half i thought we started playing like shit like struber said as soon as diaria came off mm-hmm. like it looked like everything just fell apart yeah we yeah. lost our form right, uh, uh, yeah. when he came off yeah no i mean like yeah it, it basically the game basically boiled down to us falling asleep for two minutes and just us and that costing us the game because the first half we were basically in control from for basically the entire thing um and then clark scored that goal like in the 40 what was it no no sorry that wasn't even the first half that was the start of the second half um but we controlled the first half scored the goal early in the, in the second half off the volley from clark um and then dr came out and we just the, the it went into the penalty and then and then duncan just being asleep um on the second goal and then we just couldn't catch up like we just didn't have form uh our strikers didn't do enough like just a bunch of different factors that led to just a, a, us kind of disappointing to one loss not massively disappointing but just disappointing that we didn't we didn't capitalize on being the better team I, i'd say it, i mean it, it was the the second goal that kansas city scored it was maybe the most obvious example I've seen in, in a long time of, of a guy just ball watching and, and, yeah. uh, yeah. um, I mean, you, you see, especially on the replay that like he's already beaten and then he sees the, 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 the low cross plate in, and you can actually see the, the expression on his face shift to like, Oh shit. Like that's yeah, like, that's a, like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> right. My bad guys. Yeah, it it was just another kind of example that even going back to last year where like, yeah, Duncan's. I don't know if I'd say good at our at being our right back, but we 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 should have a better option because 
he's much better going forward. But when it comes to defending, he he sometimes has a, he has those moments where he just you know falls asleep and, and is ball watching, and then just that just leads to goals. way too much of a modern fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I was disappointed in Duncan. Um, I was really disappointed in in Brian White. Um, I felt like he looked like he was just jogging at times. Um, yeah, he just did not look like he was part of the game at all. And then taking him out for Tommy Barlow gave me like PTSD flashbacks of, of Armis ball. Um, I, I really think it should have been Harper being brought in for him um, or even Royer. Um, which so happened, was, which happened, well, he Royer Royer came, in, came in later for Fabio. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it should have been Royer and Fabio out there. As opposed to Fabio and um, Barlow, right, um, right. I don't. I really don't rate Tommy Barlow or Brian White at all. Yeah, when you um, compare, like, essentially now with Klamala and essentially our, our number three and number four forwards, and I guess Harper's in there in the mix as well. Um, this was their game to kind of show that they deserve to be played, given. That, that there is now a, a kind of a wealth of, of resources in, in terms of attacking players and they didn't take advantage of it. White, like you said, didn't look very composed out there. He looked like he was just kind of like not really present. Barlow looked a little better, but it was still kind of a, a, a standard Barlow MLS performance. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, they, 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 they didn't really um, impress me at all which was disappointing because we needed, we needed some more goals um, and it didn't come. Fabio looked, Fabio looked um, good. I still think he, he's probably like still like working out the kinks and stuff like that. Um, but he looked out of all the strikers we had, he was probably the best. He's, he's huge. He's a huge, he's a he's, big man. Yeah. He is, he is our very large son. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, like he's, like we said, uh, DR, when DR came out, it, it, it was just a signal that like we kind of lost our form in the midfield, which then led to us just not being able to control the game in the second half um, and not capitalize on any any uh, opportunities that we could have had, but we didn't. I feel like to the point about Fabio, like um, it, there were several moments where he would he would do something that's like good or creative, like a little bit out wide, which is is normal. I mean, I, I think. I think we're expecting the strikers to have to do a lot of wide work in the in the diamond formation, mm. um, but he would he, he would do something good out wide, and then you'd get the sense that like he'd expect there to be some help arriving in in like in the way of the other forward, mm-hmm. and there just wouldn't be like he and Brian White just wouldn't be on the same page, and you could you could tell like that White was just sort of a step behind and likely knows that he's not really meant to feature once uh Klimala comes in mm-hmm. um because I, I i think i think barlow I, I mean this is a point that it has been made elsewhere but like barlow is at least like an archetype for the type of striker that right. um struber wanted even if he's not the guy and he shouldn't be the guy i mean i think we're all in agreement yeah, on that yeah. um but like white i don't think was ever really meant to be um too much a part of of, of this team's plans um yeah. so, which is why I'm, I'm also not terribly worried about last night yeah i feel like brian white is going to be one of those people that we don't protect in the expansion draft and mm-hmm. like charlotte picks him up yeah i can see that being like, him being either released at the end of the year or, or yeah essentially being like one of the players that like we just leave unprotected and, and like you said like charlotte picks him up yeah yeah um, I was going to ask what, what were, I really don't have much in terms of complaints, obviously besides Duncan in terms of our back line, like they all did good. Gutman was, was good out there. Sands, the, the one mistake, um, for the penalty. Um, he's just like, he, when he's out there, he, he he's good defensively off the ball. And then like against it, uh, someone with the ball, it's, it's like, when you see some of the moves he does, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. Um, what about like, I was going to ask about what were your thoughts on like CCJ? Um, and I guess Clark too. I mean, I think Davis had a, a good game. The only thing I mentioned is he was just running everywhere. Like I think 
someone there was a tweet about him being in like the top four of like like miles ran for last week or something like that he was just running around like crazy uh go ahead pat oh um so i guess uh regarding ccj like it, it, it still feels like we're not totally sure where he fits in midfield um uh like i think a lot of us have sort of wanted to see him in in the six role um usually under armas and carnell it was it was davis there and and he was always played farther up the field not quite as a 10 i mean i don't i don't i don't like to use that to describe where he'd been playing but yeah i mean he he was playing as a much more advanced midfielder. I don't know. I mean, my one thing is like, if Yearwood wasn't in the squad, and it seems like now that's because he had picked up some sort of an injury that wasn't reported, mm-hmm. um, that it would have made more sense to me to to have, to, to um, yeah, to put CCJ back there once Diara was taken out. Um the midfield, the midfield is definitely where I, I think the most questions are still there to be answered because it looked like, it looked like nobody's role was necessarily um, set in stone. It looked like there was a lot of movement around, especially in the second half, and especially because there were so many substitutions made. It was a little bit hard to follow exactly who who was supposed to be doing what, what job. Um, I mean, I think. I think if, if we're just going to analyze the way that they started the game, like uh, as far as the personnel that were available at the time, like that's pretty much like a, star, a starting 11 for me. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I felt like, like, like I said on Twitter either today or yesterday to, um, to Corey, that I'm excited to see this team play after the Gold Cup break in June. Um, at that point, everyone will be here. Everyone will be through quarantine, through training. Everybody's match fit. Like, I feel like that first game back against Nashville, I think it's like June 19th or something, will be, you know, the, the first game for this team. Um, I think everything before that, they're still working on tactics. People are still getting fit. People are still getting acclimated with the team. Right. Um, but that first half of the game felt great. Um, it, it felt like something good to build off of. Obviously, you know, CCJ coming in kind of changed things. And I don't really fault him for, like, I don't put the blame on him that the tactics changed. Mm-hmm. That everything kind of just, like, changed, like, fell apart for a lack of words. Um, but I really am curious to see what his role is with this team. Uh, I, I still think he's a talented player, um, but I really don't see where he's going to fit in a very crowded midfield now. Yeah. Like with Amaya coming in and yeah. Yeah. Yearwood eventually coming back. Right. Right. So um, last two questions before we go to our three stars. Um what did you think of Carmona for, I mean, the 15 minutes we saw him? And then with Royer, did you see anything out there that that essentially not, I guess, justified us, like, like subbing him in? Like, I, I those are my two kind of questions before I go to, to three stars. So I, I thought Carmona, I was excited to see Carmona. I was yeah. not expecting to see him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a little raw. Yeah. Um, you know, he... He seemed a, not out of his element, but, you know, just a little unsure of himself out there. Right. Um, so he's definitely a Red Bull 2 project, in my opinion, this year. Yeah. Um, I was happy to see Rayer out there. And the crowd, that was the loudest the crowd got all game. That was, was yeah. Like, like, I understand, you know... Royer being being traded or sold for because he holds an international slot and he's making seven hundred thousand dollars. I understand, you know, the financial aspect of it, the business side. Mm-hmm. But like from a sporting side, I I can't 
on like it's hard to accept that he has to go but barlow and white get to stay um but i understand like barlow and white are making to combined a third of what <laughs> Breuer is right and are both americans um but Breuer is pretty much at this point the heart and soul of the team as weird as that is like he's been here he's not he hasn't been here the longest but like he's one of our most consistent players we've had in a long time right um so there's gonna be backlash if they end up you know getting rid of him for some allocation money or something um i don't know how they're going to be able to juggle all the internationals i still don't understand how he has never gotten a green card right. um but I, i'm happy to see him stay he's you know obviously he's not going to play 90 minutes but when you need a goal in the last 20 minutes who else are you looking at on the bench like it, it, look looking at the 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 rest of the team outside the starting 11 there's nobody that exudes any confidence that they're going to get a goal in 20 30 minutes of action right um i i think he's he's a good you know veteran off the bench and after the game um when they were like doing their lap clapping to the fans him and uh aaron long were out there like having like an animated conversation about you know tactics and everything are apparently our new striker aaron long uh, <laughs> oh yeah I is yeah aaron long streaking <laughs> down the wings like i was so confused by that when i but saw the, him playing up top i was like uh what's going on i just yeah. figured it was like a glass gas to try to get a goal because he's, yeah. he's tall or whatever but it yeah was, it was funny to see um but the two of them were like clearly having a, a discussion that like club leaders have yeah where like, all right, we're going into, we're going back into the locker room. This is what I saw. And you saw this, like, this is what we need to talk about. Like, yeah. we have so many players under the age of 23 on this roster. We need to hold on to a guy that just hit 30. <laughs> like, we, we need some sort of veteran presence in, in the room. Right. And I, I, I really think he's the perfect guy for that. Just like I, I thought, you know, BWP was, was a good, you know, off the bench veteran guy. But obviously that didn't work out, but oh well. And that last part is pretty much where I'm at, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's like, uh, I, I guess one of my main criticisms of like the project, the way the project has gone over the last several years, um, which, which is basically that there seems to be a lack of pragmatism. Like there's not, there, there hasn't been, even under Jesse, this was true for better or for worse. There was never the idea that like sometimes you just have to win ugly. I mean, honestly, the best person at that was Chris Harmas because he wasn't really good at anything at, at you know, instilling anything else. Um, but yeah, I do see wins. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I do think that there's value in holding on to uh, some veteran presence that isn't capable of just, you know, uh, all, all the high intensity pressing for, for, for an entire game um and maybe a guy who's a who is a little bit more clinical mm -hmm. um and this is all in the context of of like also i generally support the direction that the club has gone in over the last uh several years um but like we, we kept bradley wright phillips around uh into his mid-30s and like that worked out great for us until he got it had pretty much a season-ending injury um so I yeah I mean I, I I don't think that we need to be pushing Royer out the door the way that I, I I suppose some people in the fan base think is is the case yeah yeah like there was a, I mean there was a MLS transfers rumor which take that I don't um, want him starting like yeah no I, I like, think I, the team's better without him right um, right no for sure I, but yeah. I I see him out there as as like a sub um for for fifteen twenty minutes um. Uh, the only reason I mentioned it because because there was that MLS transfers tweet, which you know I take it with a grain of salt, but like right, if that's the direction they're thinking of going, and, and like Steve mentioned, it it is uh, it is probably a good idea to just keep some veterans, um, just to kind of balance out the youth of the team, just to have people that have been with the organization and know what it's about, so they can kind of lead the way. Yeah, look, if Chris Wondolowski gets to still play and I'm going to come <laughs> off the bench, you know. Did you see that yeah. one miss he had this last week? He only had one. I mean, there was it was it harkened <laughs> back to to 
the 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 one from the World Cup, but it, yeah, it was it was a bad one. Um, but you know, he has a bunch of other goals to make up for it. All right, um, three stars. Um, you know, for a loss, like I said, it it was a a loss based on two minutes. Most of the players played pretty well. Um, I'll start off by giving my third star to uh, Caden Clark because he scored that wonderful goal. Another another volleyed strike uh, for him. Um, and I thought he, he was good out there. Um, there were moments where I, I, I felt like he wasn't doing much out there, but, you know, for to contribute with a goal like that, um, you make uh, my list. Um, number two, I got to give it to, to Diara just because the game essentially changed um, when he came out, the, came out of the game. Um, he was kind of controlling the midfield for us, keeping us in, in, in shape. Um, and then once he came out, um, we lost that shape and we kind of lost control of the game. Um, and then my first star I gave it to, to Gutman because um, he's, he's just, it's refreshing to have a, 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 a player out there like that. I mean, it makes me like, it reminds me of Taxi at times where he, he was just, just controlling that, that part of the field and, and not really letting anything pass him. So, and obviously the mistake with, with, with standing, but he was still at a very good game. Yeah, I I have the same three, but I have uh, Gutman uh, third because of the mistake. Okay. Uh, Diara second, and I gave it to Clark first for the goal. Got it. Um, I guess mine are quite a bit – well, not a little bit different. Um, a third star I gave to uh, Yuba Diara because uh, when he was on the field, um, pretty much ran things uh, at the bottom of the diamond. And yeah, I mean, as the manager himself said, the game completely changed for the worse uh, when he was subbed out. Maybe I should have put him up higher. Um, second star gave to Fabio because I, I thought was just some generally very encouraging forward play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, first star I also gave to Andrew Gutman for uh, what was very encouraging um, from... I, I mean, and again, I, I, I kind of joked about it earlier by saying, Kyle Duncan is like too much of a modern fullback. And uh, I mean, Gutman very much is as well in the sense that he's highly capable of getting up uh, up the field, almost like a winger. But mm-hmm. like the amount of times that he was also showing himself as a capable 1v1 defender, like, yeah, I think Chris, you used the word refreshing. So refreshing just to, like, because I'm, I'm every time that's happening, I'm replaying the sequence in my head, but with Jason Pondant um, in that position and just seeing him get blown by by, yeah. by uh, whichever player had the ball. Um, so I, hopefully he's a guy that we can figure out how to hold on to because um, yeah. I know that there's some, there's some pretty uh, funky contractual stuff that we won't get into. Uh, but yeah, well, I, I really, liked the, really liked what I saw from him. Well, we'll see the, the fall and winter for that discussion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh, SKC. Um, since then, uh, we've made some more pick. We've made some more signings. Um, like I was talking about last week, um, the rumors of Amaya and Cl- uh, Frankie Amaya and Patrick Kamala um, were confirmed. They they were announced uh, this week. Um, Amaya was announced. Was this on Tuesday? I think it was on Tuesday. Um, and then Klamala was announced today. Um, so that's another two players that we brought in. Uh, Amaya, uh, again, is a midfielder from FC Cincinnati. Um, we brought him in. I think we gave Cincinnati 950000 in some sort of allocation money. Um, I think we signed him to a new, a new deal, which was, which was one of the contingencies for us to sign him. Um, and then Klamala is a $4.8 million transfer fee. He is a young DP uh, falls into that category and it, I believe it's a four-year deal I think the last year is a club option year if I remember correctly um, so yeah that's two more two more signings for us I think that brings us up to like 12 or 13 signings for this for the offseason for this window at least did um, you guys see the um, the clip I think Fernando retweeted it this morning um, it's it's uh, it's uh, a high, pretty much a highlight reel of him at Jagiellonia um, and I mean, all the goals that he scores, he, he is doing something 
which I have not seen from one of our forwards in a long time, which is just like putting his goddamn foot through the ball. Just and like yeah, I, just I, blasting I have, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, rant for another time, but like I have a lot of. <laughs> um, you know, frustration with the way that I think that young players are coached nowadays where everything is, is so system driven that like, like players who are quite good are getting to a high level and genuinely don't know how to, how to put their foot through a ball, how yeah. to just drive the ball. Um, maybe that's cause I, that was like the only thing I was good at growing up playing soccer. So maybe that's why I feel strongly about it. But <laughs> I, 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 I see, and it's, that one goal also that he scored with Celtic that has sort of done the rounds where he gets like knocked down and then um, gets back on his feet and just blasts the ball from a tight angle. Um, and it's something that with all my, you know, occasional defense of Barlow and, and Brian White, like I've never seen them do. Um, and, and it takes a little bit of confidence, I think, to, you know, be just anywhere within, you know, 10, 15 yards from goal and say like, okay, like one touch, to create a little bit of space and then just and then just hit it um so i'm really i'm really excited in that sense just first player since like bradley wright phillips who was capable of actually striking a ball properly it seems right yeah um i i got some uh some information shared with me from the great ross haley um so about uh klimala um so his nickname is the devil mm-hmm. um and some explanation on that. Uh, apparently, that was his grandfather's nickname, and then his dad's nickname, and now it's his. <laughs> devil the third. Yeah, third generation uh, devil. Yeah, he was quoted <laughs> as saying, "He was quoted as saying it suits us very well. The devil lives in each of us." Um, fortunately, it's pacified, but there are still demons in me. This element of the devil exists, but now it has a positive change in me. Um, so. So apparently he's like straightened himself out since getting engaged. Okay. Um, so it looks like, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of leveled off. Uh, so he shouldn't be, you know, much of a head case. Someone, uh, he, someone with Photoshop skills has to take the Red Bull and just make it into a, into a devil just yes. for, for, just for, for him. Yes. <laughs> um, he, uh, he has a dog named Lambo. Okay. Um, and he's doing well to learn English. All right. Um, he apparently when he was at uh legia warsaw they tried him at right back and that completely failed okay so he's not a a good replacement for duncan he is not a good no we we are not bringing in yet another uh outside back yes um but i'm excited about this move i've been excited about this move um not just because you know uh you know up the celtic and you know fuck the huns but um you know i i think I think he's a really good player. Um, you know, this this to me feels like the replacement for um God, I I can never pronounce his name. That guy who's he playing in like Sweden or something. Right. Yeah. Hoxa Bonovich. Yeah. That oh Hoxa. Okay. Um, you know, this feels like okay, that didn't work. Plan B, like let's go. But I'm just as excited about this guy, if not more. Mm. Um you know very like, very different like player profile but possibly one we needed more anyway yeah i think amaya i think amaya is more of the yeah the replacement for for the yeah. hoxas oh no i i just meant for like actually spending money uh, got in, it, got it, in right. a the transfer splash, the splash. Like, gotcha. okay. like all right we're gonna spend four million dollars on somebody this one gotcha. didn't work out we'll go get this guy yeah um, so he's a replacement splash yeah gotcha. um so uh, I'm excited, you know, for when he finally gets over here and gets to start playing. As I yeah. said before, I don't expect him to really contribute until like June, but I expect him to just light it up this summer. Right. So I think um, it's we're, his. We're still waiting for his P1 visa, and I think his ITC, his trade uh, card or whatever. Yeah, um, and then he's got to go through quarantine. Then the quarantine. And, yeah. So blah, blah, blah. yeah. But uh, Tom Edwards is here. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. I was also going to mention that Tom Edwards has finally landed state sign. Uh, the team like re- released a video of him at the training facility. So he's here, um, which is good because we need uh, – if Duncan's going to still be playing at that position for a little bit, he needs a fire under his ass and not fall asleep at moments yeah. like he did against Kansas City. Yeah. Um, and then the other – do we have any words about about Amaya? I, I, think, I think in terms of just a player from within the league, uh, 20-year-old – midfielder attacking midfielder um 
I'm really looking forward to seeing them, seeing them out there. I, I, I think this is a good move for us. There was yeah. an interesting uh, quote by Struber in the, uh, in the ETR interview, if anyone has not listened to it already, um, where I, I won't go into the whole thing, mainly because I didn't write it down and I don't remember it, but um, he, he described him as uh, a very good break the rhythm player, right? Like he's <laughs> I, I, not totally sure what, what he, he means by that, but it, like given that um, Amaya is, as uh, Struber sees him, more of like a central midfielder, mm-hmm. he probably will be used in the number 10 role, but is also like quite capable defensively of, uh, of, of breaking up movements. Um, yeah. Seems like he could be played almost anywhere in the diamond. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I mean, how could you not be excited about a former number one pick, like quasi, like borderline U.S. national team player coming in for like a bunch of fake money? <laughs> literally yeah. cost you he played he, he played with harper at one of some academy team when they were younger or something like that so oh, okay. there's the connection there i think that someone and posted a photo on instagram of them like and he's got a connection with with gutman oh right because they were at Cincinnati. because they were teammates in cincinnati there you go um so this is this is our revenge for uh for them taking our, our our boy and doing nothing with him give us i mean he's been released already but Gives still give us back and down, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> um. um. Yeah. So then, like like Pat mentioned, uh, Struber was on um this radio show that's hosted by a bunch of um dum dums. Just, uh, <laughs> just out and out hacks. <laughs> um. And and Nando thankfully posted on Twitter some of the quotes because I wasn't gonna give them um a listen. Uh. So so Struber said that he was very very happy with the signings. Um, which is good to hear because there were some rumors. There were people saying that, oh, he's he's not going to be, we're not bringing in enough for him. Um, there was a quote that I thought was interesting. He says, I mean, I can't do an Austrian accent, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> he says, then when we are ready, when we are close together, then we have the right time to bring the identity in our blood from every single player, then I think we can speak about our goals and this is to play for trophies. So kind of what to, you were leading to, Steve, that, you, that, that I think Struber sees um the first few games of the season is, is kind of a gelling period um and and you know once we get into the summer months and people have gotten acclimated like that's when we'll start pushing for for our goals which is just to win trophies have to say alarms were raised um anytime an austrian starts yes, talk, talking I heard about blood, blood. But, yeah i was but, just like um, hmm. a, little, uh, a little less of that we'll move please. past this for now yes yes please yeah <laughs> um, your one blood warning. Your one blood warning. Uh, yes, and then he he then um, another quote he said is that he has players around him that he, that can realize his football style. Um, so I, I, again, I think this is an off season that where where Thelwell and Struber kind of Struber presented what he's looking for in terms of players, and and Thelwell executed and bringing in the kinds of players he wanted to execute his vision. So, I mean, yeah, love to see it. Um, there is, uh, in terms of the rumor mill, there is one rumored, um, rumored signing that looks like more of an RB2 signing, um, but once a Metro uh, released a report saying that they're close to moving for uh, to sign a Ugandan youth international by the name of Steven Sirwada, I might be mispronouncing that, um, he's a 21-year-old um, midfielder um, who's probably linked through, through Sagaya um, and you know, we'll see. I mean, I saw some. I saw some videos. I didn't have a chance to look at them, but it looks like an RB two signing, more like one of those feelers that we we kind of have for RB two, and then see how he how he um, plays with them, and then determine if we want to keep him on and either move him up or keep him on for another year at RB two, like one of those experiments. Um, but that's kind of the only rumor for this week that we have. Yeah, I have an update for the Kaku watch. Oh yes, Kaku um, watch. Yes, I have more. Uh, breaking news from Ross Haley. Uh, the Discipline and Ethics Committee rejected the protest of Al Fatah 
uh, the club against the Al Tawan uh, club regarding the ineligible ineligibility of the participation of Kaku in the match between the two teams in the King's Cup. The protest was accepted formally. The protest was rejected from the objective point of view, and the protest fees were confiscated in favor of the Saudi Football Association. And the decision is subject to appeal. So, so the Saudi FA just said thanks for the money. Yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah uh, can Kaku play? Yes, Kaku can play. Please pay here. <laughs> um, so it seems like they do not give a flying fuck what the arbiter said. And they're just going to keep doing keep it. Keep on rolling. Yep. So. All right. Um, good luck. Have fun. Yeah. You guys have fun over there. Yeah. Yeah. Not much else to add to that. There's really nothing else. Um. And uh, so one last thing I'm going to mention before we go to the uh, game this weekend, um, NWSL update, uh, Gotham beat the Courage 4-3 in which what my Fatma was telling me was an incredibly back and forth game. I didn't have a chance to sit down and watch it because I don't have um, Paramount Plus or whatever it's on right now, but um, I was following along with it on Fatmob and it was insane. Just because it just felt like a crazy back and forth game. I don't know if either of you had a chance to watch it. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I heard it was like 3 3 yeah. at one point. I was like, Jesus Christ, like what the hell is going on? It was back and forth. Scored in stoppage time, I think. Yes, it was scored nice. in stoppage yeah. time. Yeah. I think that was their. So that's two wins from two, isn't it? Yeah, they're two yep. out of two. Yeah. Good start to, to the NJNY Gotham FC. Um, so, yeah, let's go jump right into. Uh, our game this this game is on Sunday, right? That's the yep. last game of the of the the match week. It's against the Galaxy in LA. Um, their last game was against Inter Miami in what was that was a terrible game. It was a terrible game, and it was also a terrible I mean, I mean, it was it was terrible in the like if if you if you're arrogant enough to think you understand soccer, like watching these two teams, like like. <laughs> The def- it was the worst defending I've ever seen. I mean, I, I know MLS gets, uh, you know, a lot of shit for being a little bit top heavy, but that game was about as as clear cut evidence of, of of that. If you want to make the case that MLS is a top heavy league, um, we better carve LA apart defensively. Yeah. I don't think they're very good at all. Yeah, they, I know it's a Vanny team, and I know that that like he's, I I do have a lot of respect for him as a manager. Um, for his time in Toronto, which, you know, I, I, I know it, it's not very nice to say like, uh, in, in our circles, but like, right. um, no, he had a good team up there. He, he, yeah. He I, I mean, out. and, and def- defensive, defensively sound as well. Yeah. And like, I'm just, even though they won the game, they just, they looked so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, no. the, the, this will be a game where I, I I'm I'll, I will be frustrated if we don't score a couple of times and create a you know a, a, some more clear cut chances than we were able to this past weekend. Anyway, yeah, um, I mean again, so like they their three goals were two goals from Chicharito. <laughs> their last goal was from Sasha Kleschen. Um, like their their defense is not not much to to kind of be fearful of. Um, it is an away game on the West Coast early in the season. Um, a Greg Vanny led team who's probably still trying to figure out um, the players he has. Um, I think if our defense plays as well as they did against SKC, minimizing the mistakes, the, the lapses of, of judgment, um, and just keeping us like a clear head for the whole 90. Um, and just and again, just producing producing offense where against against the defense that we really don't kind of we shouldn't be fearful of. I, I think we can score a few goals against them. Yeah, I, I feel like this is going to be a high scoring affair, um, like three two or something like, like that. Another three two. Do you think yeah. we come out with the win, or do you? Or do you? I see think us? we can. I, I, I think... It's not outside the realm of possibility. And, and again, like the one thing I see about us starting with our getting our rid of our west coast games early in the season is that there's really no pressure like not that there's no pressure there's less pressure because it doesn't really affect in terms of the standings 
Um, it's not a six point game. It's like, there's just multiple factors. So we, we should go in there breathing a little bit easier in that regard. Um, and, and like I said, there's really no, no expectations. Like just go out there and, and, and stick to the plan. Um, whoever's starting up front with Fabio has to, um, has another chance to impress, um, whether it be Barlow or white, I'd rather see Barlow start, to be honest with you. Um, just to give him a chance to just see how he comes out of the gate and see what he does with Fabio. Um, so yeah, I, I do see it being a high sport affair. I don't know. Um, I, I don't think Chicharito is going to score a brace on us. Um, <laughs> the, the goals against Miami were just easy goals for essentially. Goalkeeper um, tossed him one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not going to be as easy as, as he had it against Inter. Um, so I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a, t- a 2 1 win. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's what, we, what we're going to see on, on Sunday. I don't believe in like uh, superstition or repeated history or anything, but like the last couple of times we've gone there has been 3 2 to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has, this has the makings for that to happen again. So I'll stick with that. So you both are going 3-2? Three, 3-2 two? Three, two win, yeah. 3-2 two, two wins. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stick with my 2-1. I, I, like I, I think our defense is, is still going to be, be steady. I, I just – they have enough, I guess, decent offensive product, like products out there that they'll, they'll, they'll maybe put in one against us. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to say that we, we can out, outshoot them um, and go, get out of there with the win. I was going to say 3-1, and then I gave them a goal for Kyle Duncan ball watching. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Duncan's going to do something stupid, and then we're going to just be nervous for another 20 minutes of the game. So we try to escape. Um, one thing I forgot to mention, I forgot to ask during like our SKC portion, what did you guys think of, of Cornell? I thought it was good. I thought I mean, it was yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's impossible to blame him for either goal. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he guessed the right side and, yeah, you yeah. know, just got unlucky of ball placement. You yeah, know, exactly. You can't yeah. get much closer than that on a penalty kick. I don't ever fault a, a goalkeeper on a yeah. penalty kick. Yeah, exactly. Nothing you could do. Yeah, I thought he had a good performance. There was moments I mean, really. Where... Mm, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say there were moments where I thought I would rather I would rather see him like maybe hold on to a ball more as opposed to like punching away. But mm-hmm. it's like stuff like where it's just like decisions. It's just he whatever he thinks is is the better move. Um, that'd be the only like slightest criticism I would have. But other than that, I thought he had a good performance, and I probably yeah. I mean, the only thing to really uh, to really judge him on that happened the entire game was that um, I think it it, it must have been early in the second half. Um, when uh, I mean, so I, I think it was Busio or someone shot it, and it was low on the ground and went through a few bodies, and he got down quite quickly and repelled it um, uh, to his uh, on his left side. What's it? I was really that was really the only moment where I was like, I, I was like, okay, this is something to go off if we're mm-hmm. if we're you know think thinking of uh, you know rating a new keeper. Was it against DC or was it against? No, 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 against that he Kansas had, City. No, no, no. What, oh, what oh was, sorry. I was going to say, was it against who, who? When did he have that double save? Was that in the DC scrimmage? DC. Okay. All right. I was mixing them up because I thought he had another one in KC then uh, against KC. Sorry. Okay. No, yeah. I thought he had a good performance. That was just, it just came to mind. Um, all right. So you guys say 3 2. I say 2 1. Let's get two questions. Uh, question time. I don't have lyrics this week. I don't know why. My stomach hurts. Uh, all right. Um, Don Gato on Twitter asks, I mean, why did I say on Twitter? All of our questions on Twitter. Thank you guys for sending your questions. Um, if you're listening to this and you want to send us questions, just keep an eye out for when we announce, like when we're recording and, and just reply to that tweet and we will uh, read your question on air. Um, oh no, let me start from the bottom. Sorry, I, I jumped ahead too many questions. Uh, Tom asks, uh, he wants buy or sell he wants a nickname nickname concept for Frankie uh, Maya, Frankie Franchise. Hmm. I feel like mm. that's... Mm. Sorry, Tom. I don't know. It's, mm. It feels like too... Too, like, NFL-y. 
feels like my thing is like for anyone who hasn't gone to his wikipedia page and found what his real first name is i, I um, say we just call him Franwell. yeah that's yeah that's a nickname that, i mean that's his real name that's I and mean, it's a ball it's a real name and a nickname exactly. because it's not it's not what he's known as Everybody, yeah like you think his name must be like francis or or francisco yeah um and then and then you, you when you franwell that's brilliant <laughs> yeah i thought i thought someone some rbny shit poster had edited it and i i didn't believe it was real it's like someone quickly just edited it. it's just what's a name that's not not close to frankie Franwell. right well, who would do that yeah who would that's 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 beyond even our realms of pettiness yeah, exactly yeah, I, I think I think we, we interchangeable between Frankie and Friendwell for for him. Um, but if you have other ideas, Tom, don't send it to us next week. Maybe one for maybe one for Kamal or something. But thank you for sending it in. Uh, <laughs> Ed Ritter asked, "Is the season gone already?" Yes, it's the season. Absolutely, season's gone. Season Not, is always gone. I was shouting. I was shouting null and void while leaving the stadium. <laughs> As I was walking up the steps, I just heard you screaming, the season's null and void. Come back next year. Yeah, we have a pandemic. <laughs> oh, we can't do this. We can't do this. Come it's on. too soon. What are we doing, guys? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yes, the season's always gone. Shield's always gone. Everything's always gone at all times, at all places. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, we're, we're still feeling everything out. But yes, it is gone. Uh, th thank you for sending your question, Ed. Uh, now, uh, Don Gatto asked, uh, why, why is Struber the greatest coach in, coach in MLS since Jesse Marsh? Um, I mean, based on what people say, like, it, it, I've, people are saying, like, not the opposite, but, like, I don't know. I, I feel like Struber has the tools he needs to succeed in this league. Like, I'm not going to give, like, he's not on the tightest rope possible, like, that I'm not going to, like, forgive errors and things like that. Um, but I think coming from from Europe, us, you know, paying a, essentially a transfer fee to get him to coach us, um, basically what we've read and heard from his training and stuff like that, he seems like a very serviceable coach. I don't yeah, know. he, I mean... He's got an awesome accent. He has, awesome he has accent. the best accent in MLS since Hans Baca. That that one gif that, that the team account always tweets yeah. out of him just like zooming in and him just folding his arms is 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 is, is real cool. Yeah, it's so so fucking memeable. <laughs> it's it's just they need to just lean into the memes. Yes, yeah, they really em do. Embrace us. Embrace <laughs> the weirdness that is RBNY Twitter. They did that one time when I forgot. I don't remember if it was the main account or the or the R the uh, the RBA account did a, the Red Bull tweet. It was the main account, and they deleted it like thirty <sighs> seconds later. But the internet's forever. We screenshotted it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, b b yeah. Sorry. Before you move on to the next question, I, no, I, I, I will say, say that like, but... right? I mean, my my stand on on Struber right now is like he has all the tools and that doesn't mean right it doesn't mean that there's uh you know an immediate scrutiny that if we're not getting results in the first couple months of the season that he he needs to be you know on the hot seat but yeah like he has he has everything to to prove you know that he was worth a, a, a two million dollar uh, or euro or whatever transfer fee mm -hmm. um and that's that's something that has not been the case in a long time um, even under Jesse Marsh, really uh, going back to like Jesse Marsh's early years is the last time being the last time that there was any sort of structure whatsoever um, to hold bad managers accountable. And right yeah. now there there is one. So if the the results are not there and more importantly, I think um, if the eye test is not being passed, mm -hmm. um, and that's something that we talked about earlier, like already 45 minutes into the season, like, like anyone who knew what they were watching was, was left saying like, this is, this is a different kind of soccer from, yes. you know, Armas ball. Yeah. Um, so he has all the tools. All he can do is, 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 uh, is succeed right now right. is the way I feel about it. Yeah. 
we don't have to defend him. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Don, Don Gato, uh, Felix, thank you for the question. Um, Derek asks, uh, how many games in before you can feel comfortable saying about saying if we're good and or bad? We're not July. Or. July. July. So, so was that twelve? Uh, until until all twelve of our new signings have had a chance to play together. Got it. I'm not. I, I struggle to find you know find any other period that you know we can definitively say if this team's good or bad or not they've they've got to play together and they've got to you know yeah they got to gel they got to get yeah. accustomed to each other yeah yeah i like the gold cup break as uh as sort of a benchmark yeah 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 i would say that's probably a good benchmark like up like after when you say at up to the gold cup break or like after the gold cup break is when we'll see when we'll start judging I think after, I think like right. the first couple games, because we play like Friday, Wednesday, Saturday, or Friday, Wednesday, Sunday mm-hmm. in that stretch. Like, let's <laughs> see how this team looks for th- those three games. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, probably like by, like, Derek, I, I, I'd agree with them, like, m- like by midsummer. Um, I, I just feel like it's too early to say anything like up until July, because, you know, with so many players coming in, it's just, you got to very complicated out. system. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's it's gonna be exciting like all the way through. We're not gonna uh, we're not gonna go winless through these through these like games. We might, but I don't think we will. Um, it would suck if we did, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, uh, and our final question. Uh, thank you for the question, Derek. Um, and Monica from from Twitter asks, uh, "What is the best jersey we have ever had?" In our opinions, it's New Jersey. What, um. No. No, no, it's that's the best jersey. New Jersey, it's New I Jersey. It, <laughs> uh, that, Larissa told me I had to say that one. So okay, uh, <laughs> I would say the red jersey. I I, I have a personal mm, connection to the red jersey. Yeah, but like, yeah, no, I I would have to say the red. If jersey. we're going strictly Red Bull, it's so that's the what red I was jersey. gonna. That's what I was gonna say. So right. Like if I, we do I, all from '96 to present, like what is the best? Or if you want to just do like from like Red Bull by to present. So I took this question extremely seriously, and okay. like either either pulled out the ones that I own or image searched all the ones I don't, yeah. um, and and stared at every single one for like several minutes to because you know the longer you look at it, the more like the more fine details things you know what it you is pick up. yeah exactly things you know seen ferris bueller's day off yeah um <laughs> that i haven't um that uh make make or break whether a jersey is very nice um and i i decided that like it's best to break it up between two sections like one for the metro stars one for for red bull mm-hmm. and yeah i mean i i think you know, you've lost it if you're not saying the, the the red jersey from a couple of years ago. I don't even think it's very complicated with with Red Bull. Um, uh, I've always had a thing for the, uh, the 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 one that was never worn, the Metro Stars yep. jersey yeah, that was never one. worn. Yeah. Um, but I also have a thing for that generation of like Adidas um, shirts in general. Yeah. Um, that template was just so so nice. You know, whether for us or for other teams. Um, I guess going back to the nineties, um, I would say the, uh, 97 one is probably my favorite. Um, although I'm not as high on like the early Metro stars kits as a lot of like the European, um, you know, vintage accounts are like, uh, you know, like the classic football shirts and, and cult kits. It, it always kind of blows my, blows my mind when I see how much, like these guys who don't even care about MLS are on the old Metro kits. Um, but yeah, if I, 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 if, if I had to pick, pick two, I, it would be like the unworn one and the, the, the red one from a couple of years ago. Got it. Okay. So yeah, uh, for me, number one is the red kit. Um, go ahead, so I'm going to separate mine between Red Bulls jerseys and Metro Stars jerseys. Um, number one is red kit. Number two is the away kit we had when we played in the Emirates Cup, um, which was essentially the, the the dark blue with the red three stripes. Um, 
if anyone has that into Excel, yeah, um, let I've me got know. it in Excel. I've, I've actually, it's the Bring the Ruckus jersey I've signed by the 2013 Shield team. Yeah, so that's framed. I, I love I, that jersey. It's a very good jersey. The the Red Bull logo is a little bit too big on it. It's but huge. I, the heels bait practically touch on top. <laughs> <laughs> they cover your ribs. Um, so yeah, that's my number two. My number th- actually, yeah, now my number three is the Parley jersey. Even though we lost wearing it. Which it one, was, the gray, the, the gray one, the gray the one, one, not the blue one. one. The the gray, I, I wasn't a big fan of the blue one. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there was a parlay jersey for last year, and if they're going to be using it this year. Oh, that's a good point because I don't like. They, yeah, they're usually two years out that they start making them, so like they had to have had something in the pipelines. They always announce it late, so I wonder if they just decided to hold off for this year. Right. Um. So yeah, those are my top three. Um, I just like the parlay jersey because it was the it's the jersey I like because it's it's great. Uh, a special honorable mention to the RB two jersey that they had with, with like the the black and red stripes. Yeah, I really like that. Was that was nice. Yeah, that, was, that one was nice. Um, but with the parlay jersey, it's just like it was it was like this moment in time where like people were like running to Adidas stores to buy this jersey. Yeah, like, I ended I, up spending like two hundred fifty bucks to get. Florian Velo's size medium that he wore in the game because oh was right because you did the, it the auction it was yeah. the auction and I was like I I'm way too fat to fit in this but like <laughs> one day one day I will start eating healthy yeah I just I just remember running to the Adidas store in Midtown seeing a bunch of like other like people from like ESC and VA just like <laughs> running around the store talking to like to, like employees like do you guys have any in the back do you have any in the back. Then the, yeah. the one the, the thing like where you had to wait in line outside of RBA to get in that that was another yeah I had I bought one online from Fanatics and then they told me it was delayed and then like four weeks later they were like yeah we don't have any more here's your money back and I was like are you fucking kidding me I think I, I think I like I waited one... six weeks for this I think nothing. I bought one from from like the MLS store through Fanatics and they sent me a, a Chicago Cubs T-shirt instead right. and I, I was just like what yeah i lost my shit online but yeah yeah. um Um, yeah for me with the with jerseys uh, the red jersey is number one the black jersey is nice um i agree with you about that navy blue with the red piping is really good for metro that the red and black adidas kit that never came out really was just gorgeous that's the, um, that's to me is the, the peak i have a yeah like that is my number one my number two is essentially the, the, the red and black nike jersey i forgot from what year the one i have the the thick stripes thick stripes not thin stripes uh, was was that 2005 no that was no. no it was that was 2000 that was 2000 yeah. pretty sure that was 2000 i have i just have a personal feeling because it's the one yeah. i have um yeah, I I don't like like I'm not a big fan of like the 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 black and white ones that are just like essentially like half and half. Yeah. And for me, like I mean, the black and red stripes have always kind of been my, yeah, my I like, connection to to the Metro Stars. Yeah, I like the Nike jersey with the thin black and red stripes. Okay, um, that one's good. But really, it, what love... was you you're talking about like uh, 2003? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, um, but I really like the jersey the home and the away that year where it's uh like the the away jersey was mostly white but with the black and red extremely thin piping on it right and the home jersey was red with the black and yellow through it i think Um, that was 97 or 90 no i thought 97 was 97 was was the thicker stripes yeah Yeah. um, okay separated by very thin stripes yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you're right yeah yeah these are more like pinstripes on it i don't know why it's just even the feel of the jersey is nice because you like nike finally got away from that super heavy material Mm -hmm. um so like that was nice but i mean yeah i'm looking at a picture of basically every metro stars jersey and (laughs) look they're not great but it was the 90s like yeah. everybody was drunk it's fine <laughs> everybody was drinking fucking bud was, ice listen at least we weren't like weren't like we didn't have like the miami fusion like jerseys or the oh, mutiny God. jerseys those were yeah. weird those were weird or just about anything that the uh kansas city whiz did oh god um, which they truly, now try to truly awful stuff which they now try to like 
say like oh it was cool and they try to have like training yeah. kits and it would, some of them look nice but like yeah. yeah you didn't say that back then don't lie <laughs> uh thank you monica for the question uh that was the last question of the day of the episode of the evening uh so you guys both say three two yeah i'm gonna, right. I'm gonna stick with my two one uh guys thank you for listening um that's gonna do it for us we will be back uh next week to talk about the la game talk about uh the game at home against chicago and uh yeah we'll see you guys next week yeah see you guys see ya bye bye Thank you.